0: It's LOI Weekly Season 2, Episode 2 with me, Johnny Ward and Daniel McDonnell across from me and two special guests today, Johnny Dunleavy uh, who's been on the show a couple of times and Tim Clancy, the new manager of Drahada United and we also have a very special uh, little interview to come up as well from the weekend. This is LOI Weekly on Podcast Republic, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, Snapchat, at LOI Weekly on Twitter. Um, Daniel McDonnell, welcome as ever.
1: Thanks, Johnny. It's good to good to be here. Good to see the two Johnnies mm. reunited again.
0: Mm. Um, not quite the two Ronnies, John, but two not quite two John. Johnny. But
2: we, we we make a good duo, you know.
0: Um, before we get to Tim Clancy, you're doing well, John. Let let's let's update your legion of fans. You're doing well.
2: Yeah, flying at the minute. Um, suppose been like a lot of hard work now this last few months, especially. Um, but sort of starting to starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel and um starting to see the reap the rewards I suppose the hard work paying off so ho- hopefully not too far away um touch wood there'll be no setbacks
0: you, you were talking last night about the training you were doing yesterday box to box training explain what that was because it made me feel tired anyway just listen to you
2: yeah monday was a tough day so at the moment you know i'll have sort of two days of running and two days of kind of heavy weights um during the week and a sort of a day off in between a rest day so monday this week I started off and uh, did the warm-up with the boys and then did some sprint training, basically just repeated sprints to get myself used to to doing high-speed work again, and the fitness coach came to me after we had done them, and he sort of said, uh, we'll finish with a little bit of volume now, so I said, right, okay, so he said, we'll do some box-to-boxes and uh, a little bit of a walk at the end of each box-to-box as your rest, so I said, right, how many are we going to do? He said, we'll do 14, and I said, right, in two sets, and he said, no, we'll do 14 each set. Yeah, so we did, did 14 of them, uh, two and a half minute rest and 14 more, and that was the end of the session on Monday, so um, if nothing else, I'll make a marathon runner, you know. And Tim, that mustn't make you miss training anyway. No,
3: that's uh, confirmed me, retired <laughs> now. <anyway>. <laughs> <laughs> You're a young
0: manager, uh, how is Drogheda going for you so far?
3: Yeah, it's going well. Um, Are
0: you the youngest manager in the league?
3: No, I think the lad, Wexford's 30. Right. Oh yeah, he is actually, yeah, so yeah. he's a young lad as well, so... Um, Fanny's quite young as well. As
1: yeah, I mean, Stephen Bradley
3: as well. Bradzers Would you t- be older than Bradley? be yeah, the same. Yeah. four or five months older than Stephen, yeah. yeah so. it's, uh, um, there's a good few young managers kicking about.
1: But it's becoming a young man's league, so it's just the manager's thing is, well, over it's, 30 yeah, you become a manager yeah.
3: candidate, like, you know, but
1: it's, uh, yeah, like, how have you found the challenge? Because I think um, being a manager in this league is unique to other leagues because you're probably not just a manager, you're you're everything in some ways around the club i mean have you found just the overall i mean for example was playing ever an option
3: or did you realize uh, i would not um, have time to do this no when when, when, uh, when the job came up i said to myself i wanted to give myself the best opportunity i could um in regards to making a go go of it so i thought if i was in the middle of training and trying to get my own fitness and the age i'm at and the fitness levels i'm yeah. at i'd be cutting corners in regards to in the middle of the session I'd be looking after myself as opposed to the bigger picture. So I said I'd rather step back and have a look overall and um, sort of go from there.
0: But and like watching you last season, it wasn't as if you were, you know, on death's door, Anthony. Mm. You know, and you retired at thirty three.
3: Yeah. If I lost one of my arses, I'd be all right. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, pr- I, pr- I probably would have played on. But uh,
2: no,
0: John, a ball playing centre back, not you. know Tim Clancy.
2: John <laughs> hang on a second well, we'll I can't remember I, what
0: you I, used to play like. you're usually. right
2: too I, I can pass yeah, it on occasion when I'm fit you, you can um, but, uh, good player Mr yeah, Clancy very, very good player and obviously hard to play against you know he was um, culture is probably the word you'd use step, step out you know well, well well, able to play and obviously well able to defend had a fantastic career so um, I'm sure he'll be a, a massive asset to Drogheda in a management sense as well, because no doubt he knows the game very well.
1: What yeah. about yourself, Johnny? Any, any other highs and lows this winter? Just away, f- maybe away from football, I'm thinking <laughs> here, because you know there's a lot of John John between yourself and Johnny. I mean, I don't think people realise the extent to which this sort of podcast friendship developed into... I suppose it became more of a else. partnership, than. Well, yeah. you know what they say, though? They say you should never go into business w- with your friends. Yes. You know, it's always, uh, it's always a concern, but... You you made that leap over the winter,
4: <laughs> one can, giant are, leap, John. Are we able to tell the
1: story of Morgan? Is it is it too raw, or can we can we tell the story of Morgan?
2: Um, it's it's an emotional subject, uh, emotive is the word I'd use. But I, I suppose, look, you've brought it up now, Dan. So, so
1: who's going to tell it? I mean, who's going to go ahead, it? John?
2: You sure, John? Go ahead, yeah. You want me to go for go it? Go ahead, right, John. Um. So myself and myself and the boy Ward and, and a couple of other friends decided that we'd make the leap into racehorse ownership. Former friends, really. We'll yeah, yeah. They, they were until this fella got involved. Yeah. but uh, Who
1: was running this s- scheme? It <laughs> <What's>, wasn't <laughs> a pyramid <laughs> scheme It <then? laughs> wasn't
0: like Charles Pond. Well, well, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean,
1: it, it may not have the same Absolutely origins, legitimate. but the end may have been... S- the end was. I was
0: ahead of the syndicate, Tim. Yeah. This yes. might be boring enough now, but hold <laughs> no, <to laughs> no. on in there. Yeah. Tim, so by the way, well. is from Trim, which would be a big, big racing part of the world.
2: Well, it Don. would be. have Gordon Elliott very close the to there. Yeah. 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 yeah.
3: Robbie, anyway, Robbie Power went to the kids' school. Yeah. That's what his yeah. his local school was. So you'd see him quite regularly.
0: Gold Cup winner last year, Dan. Of course, there, a Gold
3: yeah. Cup winner. Yeah. 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 Your Morgan wasn't a Gold Cup winner. He wasn't John? No. He he could have been.
2: He could have been. Won't be now, anyway. He certainly won't be no. So how did it go? Well. We got the horse, I suppose, a few months ago and uh, he went into training with Gavin Cromwell in, in uh, Meath and he was he was doing really well, he was flying, so on a Wednesday a few weeks ago we went up to see him, um, all the syndicate members were there basically, well almost all of them and um, he was in great form, ready to run at the weekend. Excitement. So, oh, excitement, excitement. looking forward to it, couldn't wait, you know, living the dream. I got so, a few
1: text messages saying that I want to get on
2: board with yeah, this and yeah. this is going to be... Looked a million bucks. It's going to be life changer. So... Uh, we went to Navon on the on the Saturday and the butterflies, the whole lot. You know, you're a racehorse owner, Dan. In the parade, you go, you can't wait. You know? uh, I'm yeah. in there with Frank Berry, JP McManus' racing manager. So um, the horse, the horse starts off the race, and we knew he wouldn't like the ground anyway. He'd like uh, out for a bit was, of
1: a, out for a nice run just to get he fit. He was
2: out to, to learn, yeah. an, edu- an educational run for better yeah. days ahead. Let's say. So he comes to the first and. Um, he he jumped it like a snooker table. He just might as well it might as well not have been there the hurdle. He ran he jumped straight it like through a <laughs> snooker table. Yes, did you remember hear that before? Yes, I like that one, John. Yeah. Yeah. Um and that sort of let him up. He took off and he ended up in third or fourth and then coming round in front of the stands. Basically, long story short, he um he ended up being pulled up. So he cant- uh, what was your mood as you were
1: watching him sort of light up after the first or, or second?
2: Uh, thinking, yeah. <laughs> the the mood after he hit the first wasn't great, now, I have to say because no. it was, I mean, like I had one knee and I could have jumped that hurdle better. <laughs> <laughs> but he um, he uh, when he came around, then he came he sort of came cantering back in his own time, comes into the parade ring, and we were all standing there, and the trainer was there, and the trainer had said as we were walking down the steps, he said, "Look, the next day he runs, we'll run him over." We'll run him over two minutes, shorter trip and better ground, and it'll be a totally different prospect, you know so he comes in and I was kind of looking at his face covered muck, and he was blown naturally as he would be from running that ground, and the, uh, I thought I heard someone say, "Oh, he's got a very bad cut or something like that." So I, kind of, what are they talking about? So I looked at Gavin Cromwell's face, and his face was <laughs> literally white, and looked at his horse's hind legs, and essentially, the easiest way to describe it is it's the, the horse equivalent to your Achilles. Mm-hmm. And his suspensory ligament, and he had torn both of them.
0: Both of them. The vet said they'd never seen him before. Never. No. Mm-hmm. Like he was like he's uh, It was like if you were walking with your two feet chopped off, pretty much trying Pre- to walk.
2: Pretty much. And he was in. To be honest with you, that was the, the that was hard to see now because he was in serious pain. He was in mm-hmm. unbelievable pain, sort of hopping from hind leg to hind leg. Um. That was the beginning of the end, John. Really. Well, no, that was the end, John. Yeah,
0: no, that was the beginning <laughs> was and the end. <laughs> With the,
2: the beginning and yeah. the end, yeah. John
0: Small, the Dublin footballer, he dropped me 1,600 knicker on Thursday and the horse was dead on Saturday. You know, So he had a good first uh, stint of horse racing. Chris, the Chris,
1: show. the producer, hasn't been seen since no, uh, no. since the end. No, no he has a, so He was last seen just... Walking home from Navin, sombre expression on his face. Yeah. I mean, what he'd what yeah. become. Um, so, I mean, this is just yeah, really... And, and how have, your, have people been understanding about this? What you know, the, the and, and think, I'm thinking of your Cork teammates, because mm. you're coming back from injury yourself. And it just seems particularly unfortunate that you would...
2: Well, the, the boys be did them there is certainly this. some relationship between my injury past and that of my horses. <laughs> um, yeah. But we went to the training ground, we went to the training ground the next day or whatever, or a couple of days later, and the, the lads were there, and it just... The first, the first reaction was, jeez, they couldn't believe it, you know. But slowly then, over the next couple of days, we we've, we've a sort of a meeting room at the club and we'd all be sitting around and Mark McNulty would be in the background there somewhere, or Gary Buckley, and every so often you'd sort of hear,
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> So uh, sympathy wasn't of the highest order, I wouldn't think, in Cork. It's just you know? not on, John. It's not on, John. Us. This stuff's heartbreaking. I mean, bloody but you're horse, still talking. You're the still horse talking. is dead. Before
0: we get to the, the roundup <laughs> of the first um, week of games, Tim, how was the off-season been, briefly for you? It was
3: eventful. Yeah. Yeah um,
0: You came in and you had a load of players signed and by load of I mean
3: none Zero yeah uh, I was as I was saying I was sitting at home on a Saturday night and I was looking at the wife saying I need to get fit for pre-season it was coming up as was the start of December and I was sort of going oh, I've got a lot of work ahead of me here
0: you were looking at the wife saying, I need to get fit. What was she thinking when she was
4: looking
3: at you? We have four kids, so she says, you're not getting fit later <laughs> <laughs> She had me with trainers and said, "Let you go.
0: So, and that was it.
3: And that was it. Then uh, I got a text message to see if I'd be interested in having a chat with them, which I said, yeah, of course. Um, it's something I've been building towards anyway the last probably four or five years in regards to doing my coaching badges. Um, it's probably come along a year or two earlier than I expected. And you'd you'd obviously like to go into the route of going in as an assistant manager or a coach, getting experience that way and then maybe taking the leap. But listen the opportunity came up and I couldn't turn it down.
1: Who did you speak to? I mean, I, you've worked with an array of different managers. I was looking at the list almost last night from Pat Fannin and people here to Stuart McCall, I think, and Mixie Platline and then a few others. I'm sure you can list a couple of others, but did you seek advice from any of those people or think maybe ra- or, or run away from some of them and don't get any advice from them? I, I mean, think
3: <laughs> if, I, if I rang any of them, they wouldn't answer anyway. So, so. <laughs> yeah. No, but um, I, I spoke to a few people, but listen... I spoke to Pat Fallon a few years ago when I said I was doing my coaching badges and whatnot, um, and he said to me, "You're not a manager in the League of Ireland." As we touched on earlier. I said you're you're everything. Mm-hmm. You're a lot more like so. He advised me a few years ago not to do it. So when i seen him at the league launch. There, he just had a little smile on his face, <laughs> and I think he realised an extra few greys in my hair and a few more wrinkles on my face, and a bit more of a chocolate. haunted yeah, look. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: The the loyal fans of the first Vision should be happy to know we'll go through the first Vision later on in the show. We'll give it a good proper preview, um because are in it. Goal! we were in it, and but in fairness, Dan, I was I was thinking how many uh, Ollie Horgan came up with a diamond of a line yesterday. He's like, we could win it or we could finish last.
1: <laughs> he's, he's already laying out. The, he's laying out the Ollie narrative for the season. It's but, uh, let's go. He okay. should do the weather forecast, Ollie. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be box office stuff. You know? <laughs> Ollie,
0: do you fancy getting involved in a horse? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Things
1: will now, improve if, he, now. If, if Morgan had jumped the first badly when Ollie was there, he would have seen oh. what was coming straight away
0: the horse sheen is dead like you know <laughs> but uh right so let's get to part one of the show which is looking at looking back at last weekend and uh dan and i were in inchicore and this was uh a proverbial game of i suppose it wasn't 11 th- v 11 and then 11 v 10 and you know cork were 2 nil up the game was over Um attendance of 2771 which is a good crowd down on a wet night in uh in inchicore but uh, i i I thought this was a far better game than the live game, sadly enough. Yeah,
1: I thought you were going to say like a proverbial game of two halves, but it's actually a little-known proverb about a game of around five different sections, yeah. all of which weren't really that consistent with the other, because going two Tinel up... But not um,
0: not playing that well, and, and Pats were the better team, I thought. Anyway. Well,
1: I mean, Pats were had chances, but I think, well, Cork said they were comfortable afterwards. And maybe they were, they'd actually managed, like, there was a team across the whole game that Pats had a lot of the ball, but they didn't have Christy Fagan. They had Ian Turner playing up front, who's, you know, who, it sounds like might play there a bit this year, mm. but is better known as a, you know, a different type of player. And of Keegan player, wasn't, fit, and Keegan wasn't fit. So Pats did have a lot of the ball without necessarily looking like cutting Cork open. I mean, they had opportunities and Graham Kelly had one but um, Cork were two up and you're thinking okay this is game <laughs> over there's going to be no more drama in this game there's, there's and, gonna th- and then Graham Cummins gets gets himself gets well gets himself sent off I mean it was, a, it was uh, the more I watch it I, I actually at the time I, I could see the, the argument but we didn't have a necessarily fantastic view I think you watched the replays I think it looks like a bad decision yeah, It seems uh, very, I, it's I, very I think it's, it's harsh I think he'd come a long way mm. and then you saw the reaction and you think oh well maybe we've missed something here but, but I mean, I, he's I,
2: following the ball the whole way. He hadn't once looked at you know yeah. where the center half is. It was a genuine attempt to head the ball. You know, it's just yeah. it was a strange one for me and, and an unfortunate one really. Like I I think think you, did you see it? Yeah,
3: I, I saw the the clip of it. Yeah, and listen, if you're going to give that, you could be given five, six every weekend. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. As a center back, you've no issue with that tackle, have you? Like genuinely yeah. now that I'm retired now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At the time, of course, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, not even a free kick. I, right. I don't think either replay was entirely conclusive, though. You know, we didn't have the view the referee did. It didn't look to me now. It didn't look like there was intent, but the Pat's crowd really well, got. Intent at is, is sort
3: of irrelevant. Think, I'd say though. you know it's, yeah, distance, it's It isn't relevant. Fair enough. Yeah. But maybe the distance he travelled. Mm, yeah, like you're mm. looking. He's sprinting across. He has been honest to go for the ball, and then when there is a collision, everyone thinks he's after it twenty yards mm. there. Yeah, and he came at pace. And it was the linesman made so, the decision yeah. as well.
1: It wasn't the referee, which is the thing. No, so, yeah. So his angle would have been straight on, I guess. But I
0: don't think I don't think the send off was that relevant for Cork in the long term. What I would look at is Cummins had a really, really good twenty minutes. Like he set up one goal, scored another. Again, McNamee scored. Sadly, or scored second half. It's just falling into place for them attackingly Dan. And then when Morrissey came on, he made a huge difference against ten men as well.
1: But, it, but it's strange because I mean, they Morrissey made a huge difference to the game, definitely because they were falling deep, and Morrissey just got them. Out of trouble a bit, and that's the thing. They gave away two bad, bad goals. Cork, it, well, you know, wasn't, and that's the thing I was actually thinking about. One of the great things about Cork last year was it was it the Rovers game in September, the first time they conceded more than one goal. I think mm. in a league game all season. You look at it now; they've actually, you ca- away, if you count yeah. the President's Cup, though, as well. Mm. You know, so two weekends in a row, they've conceded two, yet they've they've had the goals to. To be able to sort of cope with that. Back. Well, I didn't want to say it. He's just sort of nodding sagely away, thanks, so sage thanks, away uh, over in the corner. It, yeah. But they, 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 maybe do they you have that dimension that they might might may not be as solid? Like they, they, they've made a couple of defensive mistakes. You know, the second goal in particular was a bad goal, not the type of goal you'd expect them to give away. That was a minute into the start of the second half, and you're thinking, God, they're going to struggle here. But they, they dug in. J D. They, they got the job done.
2: Happy enough. Oh yeah, I think like it's probably two weeks in a row now we've showed a lot of steel um from the President's Cup, you know, obviously being two 0 down and then and then the Pats game. A lot of teams probably especially when the game goes two two so early in the second half, a lot of teams crumble in that position and um the you know, the easiest thing probably at that stage is to lose the game when you're down to ten men, especially, but um it, it took a lot of grit and a lot of a lot of steel as I say to, to dig out a result there and um, you know in the end it was a fantastic win for us
0: I, I Just to talk about Pat's now, I, I was very encouraged by them this season I think with you know Duna and Marky both came off the bench Fagan wasn't playing Keegan came off the bench and um, Thomas Byrne is obviously injured but they oh yeah, yeah. they have um,
3: Killian Brennan as well as Killian I mean. Brennan yeah. was
0: out like um, Tim they have a lot of talent in the team Garvin I thought ran the game for much of us maybe a few sloppy passes the second half but um, do you know much about some of their new players well, Toner came in and um, played well. What do you make of Pats this season?
3: Listen, I think everyone last season expected Pats to go on a run throughout the whole season saying, listen, they won't be down there. It's a false position that they're in. Um, having started now, as John was touching there, that they were 2-0 down to go back to 2 all, A man up with practically 45 minutes to play, everyone would expect expected him to go on and win the game. The fact that Cork dug out a result and um, got the win, it makes next week against Bray a massive, massive game for Pats. Um, people probably looked at Bray going up to Dundalk and expected that they'd lose and they'd be going into the uh, Pats game on a downer maybe but looking at Bray haven't, haven't got a great result up there if they can get a win next week I think that puts pressure on Pats Definitely. as well
0: uh, was, there, was there something a bit softer about Pats because people say that they're easy to play against did you find that or were, were they less mentally kind of, um, I suppose strong than other teams
3: Listen, I think they'll have uh, games where they'll be unbelievably good because of how they play, when it, when it's on form, it's passing out the back, and the way um, Liam has them playing, like it's very attractive football, and they have exceptionally good players as well. And um, but I think then if you if, if another team gets a good press on them, and there's a few that are maybe a little bit off it, um, the teams can get at them. Like they're very open because they, they expand the pitch so big in possession mm. that when a quick turnover, they're very open.
0: And uh, Dan, we saw some uh, some Preston football on Saturday. We were over in Preston.
3: We went over to
1: watch Preston and Wolves on Saturday. Yeah, just um, it was it was an entertaining enough game. We got we got to see Alan Brown play very well. Who's a I suppose an ex League of Ireland player, although he actually didn't really play when he was there. You actually were with Alan yeah. Brown at I, I, was, cork there. I g- was there. I was there when he would have been there. Like, but he yeah. was. I
2: suppose Brownie was only young at that stage. Yeah. Um But I remember watching him in. A, I think it was an under nineteen cup final or something in Turner's Cross. He might have scored two. And just like you could see that he just he was exceptional even at that age. So yeah, uh, none none of us are. In any way, surprised at how well he's doing. I he's think. in
0: great shape as well. Like he really, really looks and like an athlete. Like very athletic, mm. yeah. it, you
2: know. And apparently, like I think his fitness levels are just beyond. Yeah, he, beyond got, the he got man of the match. Well, for is, Preston, anyway. he's, he's,
1: Yeah, and I mean, he's he's 22, but he's been playing first team football for a few years. And you're playing against Wolves, who are the best side in that division. They're 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 strolling home really. And uh, he did he did you know he did very well in the game. Um, we had a sort of uh, maybe a reduced Irish involvement from maybe other Preston games because Greg Cunningham uh, was suspended for the match. Daryl Horgan came on in the second half and he came, off, uh, he came on against Aston Villa again last night. But uh, we were there to watch the game, but maybe there to do a small bit of work too. So managed to catch when up. You with. you were. Well, I was. Yeah, I was just, having a few you pints. Were, you, were, you were actually having a pint and trying to buy a scooter off a Scottish woman you'd met
3: who sort was, of 20 minutes who previously. Husband
0: used to did, you, did, you ever, did you drink Guinness, Tim? Occasionally. Yeah, what, did you ever drink it in Britain or would you just, would that be a complete no-no?
3: It's it's dodgy, it's dangerous. Yeah, yeah. dangerous, yeah. Well, I'd be, I'd be I, I, actually thought, hours,
0: yeah. I thought the Guinness in Preston at the ground was... The best I've had in, in England, actually. Yeah. Um, it's definitely something to bear in mind if you're going to a game
4: there.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, you want to go to the game, you want to get into a corporate box, and then you want to have a against This isn't the normal match day experience. But anyway, um, Shawnee Maguire would probably be a, a real, you know, been a hugely topical League of Ireland story the last 12 months. I guess in the context of uh, Cork City, there's still the questions of how do you cope without, without Shawnee Maguire. Um, but got to catch up with him. He's on the way back from injury. And uh, yeah, he was good enough to, to have a bit of a chat for a few minutes for the pod. And I, I did start off by asking him, actually, because uh, we knew Johnny Dunleavy was going to be in, how much he actually misses being in a dressing room with Johnny
5: Dunleavy. Uh, not really, to be fair. <laughs> you know, Johnny's banter is probably up there the worst, I know. I'm um, <laughs> only joking. You know, Johnny's top guy. Um, heard his back blooded now and all. And, you know, I think he'd be near a return March, kind of April time. But I feel Johnny's going to be smart about... Obviously, this injury's not going to rush back into anything and... You know, when he does come back, hopefully the boys will be you know pushing that top end table to like they were last season. And and when he does come back, you know he'll be flying fit again. And, you know, it's obviously it's been very unfortunate for him the past couple of years. And um, you know, when he does get into his stride, he you know he obviously gets a bad injury, but hopefully touch wood now that's the end of it all, and he's back you know fitter and stronger than he ever was.
1: I mean, you're over here now, and you're, you're doing your own thing, and you've had your you know you've had rehab and all these things to keep you busy the last couple of months, but. You still went to the FAI Cup final. You're still very much keeping in touch with, with yeah. Cork City. You can tell the connection you have to the club is still something yeah. that's very genuine. A couple of Cork lads were just out there talking to you. It's still something that's in you, is it? Is yeah. it the Cork
5: thing. Cork City will always have a special place in my heart. Not just the club. And um, it's the staff down to the players and obviously the fans. You know they talked to me very well from the very first day. You know when things were going hard for me before. I you know, scoring a couple of goals in my debut and you know, to go on and score, you know, a record goals and win you know a lot of trophies. is um massive and, you know, it's a special club and it's a special city. Um I'll say it time and time again. Um love living down there, you know, obviously met my girlfriend down there. Um you know, I've a lot of, you know, good friends that are gonna be friends for, you know, probably the rest of my life. Um, you know, they're over and back, you know, a few of the boys come over to watch a few of the games with us and, you know, whenever I do go back, you know, to to Ireland I, I most of the time go back to Cork. Um obviously my my man don't like me saying it like but it's a home from home for me yes. um and now and you know, it's a bit, a bit weird now, you know, tuning into the, the League of Ireland last night, you know, myself and Daryl sat down and watched the boys and, and Rovers game and, you know, it's weird not being being involved in the League of Ireland anymore but, you know, I'll be, I'll be Cork's number one supporter now from from now on. Probably on, until the day I die, like. Um, yeah. But you know, it's it's a special club. I say it's the best in the country. You know the supporters, um, you know the staff and the boys are all brilliant. You're keeping. I mean, you're keeping an eye on results, and they had a win last night that was full of character
1: and a lot of the qualities that you would you would remember. I think you know the season start last year up in Finn Harps with it, yeah. With a sort of a narrow win, and you know the you know that group and the character that's in it, and they seem to have that winning habit now, don't they? Even if things aren't going great for them in the game, they still know how to win.
5: Yeah, big time, you know, if you go up 2-0 and um, down to 10 men, you know, the team, you know, obviously 2-1 before half-time and, you know, you can see it straight after half-time as 2-2, a lot of other teams will crumble and, you know, I look to see the game out and, you know, hopefully just get one point and, obviously, you know, you know, Sads, that's what he's capable of and I wouldn't be surprised if he actually tried to score from a corner, that's the type of player he is and it's going to be a big year for him. Yeah. I feel I feel he's gonna be the next one to, you know, to you know, to take the League of Women by the, the neck and um, you know, it started brilliant for him for him, like, you know, he a couple of assists in the goal last week in the President's Cup and then, you know, scoring a goal last night and I feel now for the next, you know, couple of months he will be the one to watch. Yeah,
1: I mean there had been a bit of chat over the winter that he'd really been working hard and Probably looking at yourself and, and looking at other people and and what they've done. I yeah. mean, is, is he someone you? I mean, have you spoken to him about that and sort of about his his goals and just what you need to do, almost in the off season, to to get to that yeah.
5: level? I'm still, I'm really good mates with Sads like, and he worked really hard off in the off season. You know, he's put a bit of you know, bit of strength into into his upper half of his body, and I even met up with him a couple of weeks ago, and you could see it in him. He looks fit, he looks strong, and uh, you know that's obviously. What Cork need, you know, he plays left wing there, and you know he can play anywhere across the front four. Stick him up front, and he'll score goals. he'll Score all type of goals. Um, You see that, you know. Obviously, last night he's going to corner, and then last week he's going to go from thirty yards. And uh, yeah, I've spoken to him about you know his his ambitions are to you know finally get over to England, but I think his main priority now is you know to to win trophies at Cork, and you know do the best the best he can do for, for the club um, but eventually he does want to get you know back over across the water and play at the highest level in which he thinks he can play
2: Will somebody wake me up there when Sean finished please <laughs> lads that's yeah. geez that's hard to listen to
0: <laughs> His accent though Jesus like that Kilkenny Walford accent like it's
2: fair raw isn't it It's a good job he can play football mm. 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 I couldn't listen to him for too long now. Do you miss him? I miss him every day. Yeah, every day, every day. You're, nah, you're he's a, he uh, he was great around the place, and I have to say, brilliant day.
0: And he he made a, he made very uh, strong points about Sadlier there, a fellow you um, really fancies so well this season. Um, I had a speculative tip that he'd be top scorer. I think you might have backed him for top scorer, Dan, yeah, twenty five to one. I did. We're I hoping did. he'll take the penalties if that's the case. But but um, he, you know, it was notable that he was talking about him, John, in such glowing terms.
2: Yeah, I think look, everyone can see the ability that he's got, and I think he he probably showed you know some glimpses of it towards the end of last season but with a full with a full off season and pre-season under his belt now the work he must have done in the off season was incredible because he's come back in and you know really top class shape um sort of similar to similar to brown in the sense that he's the shape of an athlete about him now he's strong and he's quick and um Look, his te- we all know the technique that he's got, so he, he's got a, an incredible amount of ability and I've, look he'll have a great season, no question about it. Yeah, and Tim, how good was Sean Maguire when you were playing against him?
3: Yeah, Sean was what was one of the players in the league that you knew if you're up against, he can hurt you in behind his link up plays. He's very strong as well. Very As strong. you touched on like for the ball, he can hold it up well, so even if you leave a bit on him, he could roll you or he'd just take take the knock and go again. So but he had that pace to get in behind as well and listen, it's no surprise that he's He's gone, gone, gone across and done so well.
1: It's an intre- It's an interesting time from now because I, I did a piece for him for the for the newspaper as well. Just more on Preston matters and um, Jordan Hugel, who was the main striker when he went to Preston, was sold at the transfer window at the West Ham. I think for ten million quid. So all of a sudden, that number nine position is up for grabs I mean he was over there initially playing wide and stuff and it's interesting speaking to guys who've mm-hmm. played against him that you, you almost discriminate ba- on the basis of size and think that he wouldn't be able to play that role in that league but actually he seems to have physical capabilities yeah. though know, it's, it's still going to be probably a step up to play every yeah. week in that position but he probably can't do it yeah you
3: know? and the, the championship is a different, yeah. different level altogether compared to the League of Ireland um, every player he play against in the championship the centre-backs and every team will be 6'2 some of those Wolves guys big lads and they're all fairly fit and fairly quick as well Mm. so that's where Sean being smaller his whole career his intelligence and finding space and not using his physical attributes all his career will, will come in and be beneficial to him the goal he scored the one that really impressed me last year was against Bray in the cup I think it was up at our place when it was whipped in and he's gone and attacked it it reminded me of actually like Ronaldo's header against incredible Roma, leap like yeah. But oh, that, was that so might be his last game. I think, wasn't it? I it think it was it? It might have been towards the end of it. Yeah, league game, incredible. Like it was a league game. Think, like. Yeah, it was, yeah, no, yeah. It was I, crossed and he went in and he bust in between the center halves and he just banged the header right in the corner. And you're sort of going, yeah, that's, that's just the player at the top of his confidence, but also show bravery, uh, strength, technique, even heading the ball and everything. Like it was, it was phenomenal.
0: Hmm. And it'll uh, so much is going to rest in them now that maybe for the rest of the season, Preston's playoff hopes.
3: Well, uh, yeah, we'll see because
1: they—they—they. It seems like all the players they have are versatile. Like they have a number of attacking players. Well, they've—they've have, they have who's come down from Scotland, but they've uh, Barkhausen who scored against Villa. Callum Robinson be playing up front. Names that might mean much to sort of League of Ireland people that are listening, but they can all play. Wide, but they can also play through the middle in the way that they play. So um, he's definitely going to be involved. You can just tell by speaking to people there. Um, it's, he's he's, 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 he's really. not just like a, a new lad who's doing well. He's actually a key player that they're really looking forward to to getting back. But obviously he's still sitting, watching the, uh, sitting watching the League of Ireland with Daryl Horgan on Friday night. I'd Probably say
0: through, uh, through, through close uh, hands. It's slightly difficult fingers. for Daryl maybe
1: with just his brother, obviously, Kevin, and goals for Rovers and the game just didn't didn't finish that well. From, we're not going to maybe review every game in detail. This we, was a bad We need to move game. on to the first division. And, but and I think we have I, to talk about Bows and Rovers. I, I said
0: to see you at the weekend as well, it, it reminded me a bit of you know, the old days when the League of Ireland was on telly and you were trying to promote it to your mates. and You were like, oh God, like another crap game here. It doesn't happen very often now with summer football and all that. First of all, the pitch wasn't great, John. The, the, you, you know, the, the game was certainly not great. Um, did you watch any of it after? Or?
2: Uh, no, just whatever highlights that I saw on... Um uh, on Twitter or whatever, didn't didn't really see much of the game in general. So uh, you know, I don't know what sort of game it was, but obviously um, a huge result for Bose, first time out in the season, and particularly after going particularly after going one down. Um, but I, I think that um, Keith Long's done a phenomenal job at Bose. Mm. Mm.
1: I, I, I was. Just, I mean, did you see the game, Tim? Or no? The um. the, the, the the Rovers just. <sighs> Like, you're just expecting Rovers to make some kind of statement because we, we spoke about it that they have a very difficult start to the season with Bowe's away and the Dock at home. I mean, it's relentless for everyone. But they started so badly last year that, and I think they were aware of it in all the comments in pre-season, that you just need to hit the ground running and get mm. going and take the attention off you. It's just a manner of the defeat. They just weren't convincing, And you're, you're still wondering, what is the identity of this team? What's the you know wh- where are things at because he's chopped and changed things again he's gone for the young lad on goals and a few changes and they're just conceding bad goals it's it's very hard to like they've put pressure you mentioned earlier about Tim about Bray Pat's been a big game but this Rovers Dundalk game yeah. is now a really big game because Dundalk had a very disappointing
3: opening to it's, the season as it's well it's massive for Dundalk as well because yeah. they'll be looking obviously Cork going down to 10 men and getting a win that's built momentum already big this time, season for them yeah. after the President's Cup as well coming back from 2-0 down so they've built momentum going into the next game. Now Waterford at home won't be an easy game either. But even with the Rovers and uh Bows game, for first time out having been off for twelve weeks in the off season, whatever, to go into a derby match, it's it's one where it is the one game where Rovers and Bose fans will both say that's the one you can't lose. Yeah. It's the one you cannot lose. The weather being the way it was, with all the um videos in the off season in regards to Bows doing the a brilliant one from what is it? The, the terrace terrace is not to be yeah. yeah. That was brilliant. Like So there was going to be a good crowd at the game there. Um, the weather was horrific. The pitch probably wasn't great. So going into that, that environment as well, especially when you have new players in your team, lads not from inside the league, lads came from abroad. Yeah. Um, and they're playing and it's just thrown in the deep end. So it's, it's, it's understandable as well. I know people are looking and say, oh, it's not a great advertisement for League of Ireland football. As you said yourself there, Johnny. But this night played in Edinburgh Derby's where... Yeah, both both teams were football teams, and never a pass was made. Yeah, mm. it was literally mm. the ball got in the way of a fight, like, and that's yeah. the way a lot of derbies are. Um, so we, there, it is understandable where, as you said, it's not it's not an advertisement for the league. Well, it was like
0: still kind f- of engrossing, but like some of the pitches, you know, at the weekend wouldn't have been great, and Daily yeah. Mount was a bit soggy because. Of the, but um,
3: I, I think the killer for
1: Rovers would be that, and it, it is that type of game, as you mentioned, and I think they probably just realised that you just had to battle, and they didn't yeah. play great football, but they were one up, and you're almost thinking. They just played the percentages a bit, but, but, the, the but then you get the then you, then you get the basics right. You can mm, see yeah. you can see two set piece but goals that. But when they were one, that doesn't lot, reflect well on, on it. it Look,
0: it looked like they were kind of just waiting the game away, like as if because they'd no, they'd no pattern of actually kind of you know dominating possession or anything like no. that. And, w- and when I was looking back, what really surprised me was Ronan Finn, Brandon Mila and in particular Lee Grace did not play well at all. Lee Grace had won, uh, probably the worst game I've ever seen, and I really rate him To him as a centre back. And obviously the Horgan gamble was one thing, and we can all say in hindsight why was he playing. But like I just looked at Rove in the second half as like where are they going here, like. You you know, there yeah. was just no pattern to what they were doing, and um, I thought they were an absolute shambles. And in fairness, Bradley and Shaw after the game, they didn't hold back. They said, "This isn't good enough." You know, but this Dundalk game now is just enormous for them. Like if they lose on Friday,
1: yeah, it's just when there's when there's just comments with some home truths are told in the dressing room and stuff, but. You it's one game in though It's a derby game When you know Emotions th- are high Yeah, and yeah But it's
0: it's one, it's one game in Like how can we be having Almost like a crisis chat already Like mm-hmm. True. Know, It's just like And, and Bo's on the budget They're on They have a lot of young players They didn't Bo's midfield was poor For much of the game They were totally outplayed And they win 3-1 I'm just like
1: Over to the chip fan To celebrate as over well Over to after the chip the second fan go.
0: Yeah um, But I, I don't know I, I just thought it was I thought Rovers were very very poor And uh, some of their key players Were very very off the, off the colour um, Yeah so. I, I think
1: you probably well. Get a response. We'll, we'll mm. look ahead to the game. I think you will get a response from this week, but um, sold
0: out at Daily Mount. Huge yeah. crowd in Waterford. A game that nearly didn't go ahead, Dan, and a big win for Waterford. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think we'll, we'll run through the rest of the games when we're, we're previewing the other ones later on, almost. But yeah, big win for Waterford, big win for Limerick. For Bray, I think, in terms of for Bray, the draw away at Dundalk, that I think the interesting thing for me about the weekend is it's the 10 team league, and we thought maybe that Bray and Limerick might be the two weaker sides this year. Um, and it may, maybe over the course of thirty six games, it may well be so. But Limerick go and win and Sligo, Bray going and draw, and then dock and, th- and this whole line about no easy games, it might yeah. actually be true. Yeah. I mean, there have been easy games for teams in recent years at times. But I'm not so sure if that'll be the case this time well, around. Well, if you, you look, at, if
0: you look at the teams that Limerick and Bray put out, Limerick were the you know perceived whipping boys this season. Mm. Limerick actually had a very solid, experienced team out, and so did Bray. Really, well, you Bray, know, you'd with, know with the Bray lads, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: we, we played Bray in preseason, and listen, if they can keep their starting eleven, maybe twelve, thirteen players fit, they'll have no problems. I don't think. Really, they've, they've a lot of experience there. they have got Aaron Green in the team, I think Aaron Green is the best striker in the league now since Sean Maguire's left really yeah I think Greenwood pace wise um, he's strong he's clever very very intelligent footballer. he can play nearly anywhere yeah he can play right he can play left he can play off the front man or he can lead the line as well Um, with Gary McCabe then in behind him if he can get Gaz on the ball in the right positions um, he's lethal as well. Like, mm.
0: let's touch on Bray. You were there um, before we go into the first division. Um, you, you, I, I guess you, did you have the option of staying on, um, or what happened with Bray in the end? Were you just like, you know, I'm, I'm going to move on? What was your experience like at a turbulent kind of time at the Carlisle Grounds? Yeah, it was it was it was a, it was
3: a weird season last year. Um, I think in the in the off season this time, twelve months ago, everyone looked at the, the squad we brought Greener in, we brought Gary McCabe in, and a few others. I think everyone looked and said, "God, it'll be interesting to see how that goes." Um. After the first round of games, I'm coming up to the break. I'm really sure we were second in the league behind Cork.
2: Should we? We played just in the game in Turners Cross, yeah. and it was a very big game at the yeah. time. I remember. I think I remember practically sold one. out, John. I think I probably. I think I scored that night. Actually, <laughs> did you? I um. don't think I was marking <laughs> <up, to laughs> <be laughs> on Are you sitting comfortably enough in the <laughs> chair yeah, there? As you right, said no, that. Oh, no, right. right. Anyway, but yeah, that was that was a really big yeah. game at the time. Yeah. And, and like Bray
0: Bray were a good side with at that time when they had all their players fit and all that. Uh,
2: yeah. Very good side. Very like a lot of very good players as as um as you're saying there. Do you know what I mean? So. Um, we knew coming into that game that it was going to be very tough, and it, it turned out as that it was it was a sort of a nip and tuck affair down there. So, but
0: not enough was made about the players, or J- J- and not only last season in previous seasons in Brave when you know Trevor Crawley was in charge yeah. and the players, the, the professionalism the players seemed to show, like for you know to me was was very very admirable. Uh, what was it like being a player at Brave last season?
3: Um, Isn't it? It was difficult. We never, I'll say it now. We never once missed Mr missed a payment of wages. That was all so, uh, the statement did come out and all. And it was like it was it was, was half time. Half time of the Dundalk game. Yeah. We were losing three one. We lost the game three or four one, I think it was. Yeah. And at half time, and then listen, Harry Kenny was unbelievable how he dealt with the whole thing. Because he went in after the game and everybody was there going, Bum, what's happened? And he goes, We've lost three or four one. Why would you mean what's happened? Then he said there was a statement released at halftime. So we were one of the last ones to know as players. We had to get on, but then we had another meeting the next day, um, which we spoke to the chairman and listen, they said to us that there mightn't be wages past Friday, they can't guarantee wages past Friday. So we says, right, that's fair enough. And then we, we asked, could we leave? And the club said, no, we won't stand in the way of anyone leaving. But then I think it, a lot of clubs showed interest in the players because of how well we were doing. And he says, well, no, no one's leaving for, for, nothing, for like. nothing. So, which is fair enough because we are under contract. Um, we got paid monthly, but we got an extra wage then on the Friday. So that our next payment was due a month after that, which was when the window was closed. So there was uncertainty between us. They're going, you're telling us there's no wage after Friday and we won't know now until the window's closed. And then when if we don't get a wage, we can't move anywhere then. So that's where the players were sort of um, a little bit left in... It. A bit of limbo in some yeah, ways. Yeah, a bit of limbo. We, 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 we wanted to change it then to get paid weekly or fortnightly. And the club said no. And in fairness to them, they honoured every single contract that, that, that was there. Nobody was owed money. So. But that, that period of about five weeks then, I think... We lost five games in a row. Mm. So it did affect you. It, it killed us. It killed, killed us it. in right. regards to momentum. Because I think we still only finished seven points off Rovers the, the, or something. This was yeah.
0: the, the, the irony about all of this was, with Bray's financial trouble, the way they were going, they could easily have gotten top four, which would yeah. have been huge You're European Europe. money. Yeah. And everything was actually kind of fine for the next, you know, while. Yeah. And, and it probably was derailed by everything off there was,
3: the there was though. a little bit as well, like, but... Listen, these things happen anyway. But,
0: and then but you have to learn from this f- that you were playing with a club that was disconnected from the fans last year. This yeah. can't happen at Drogheda because you have to, ing- in, you know, embed yourself in the community. Or you have to.
3: That 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 that's your bread and butter, more or less. Where it's your local community, you have to t- uh, get into involved in the community as much as possible. Um, you were saying there earlier, John, off off air, that Sean McGuire and they're going to schools and stuff like. Yeah. That's what you have to. You have to tie into schools. Um, it's very hard now to go and get as you're saying yourself, advertising for League of Ireland football, it's hard to go and get a, a teenager at 16, 17, to stop supporting Man United, Chelsea, Arsenal, yeah. whoever, and go to a League of Ireland game. You have to get them at a young age. Yeah. If you get them at a young age and they go and they get that feeling of, oh, there is like floodlights and there's, there's the pitch and the players are very up close and they get that atmosphere. And if it is a good game, then they get hooked. And that's what you have to try and do is get them in and then get the parents involved. Or even if you sign local kids in your underage system, with the 13s, 15s, 17s and 19s now, if you're getting the best young lads from your area, they feel they're part of the club. Someone that might never have gone into the ground before. If you've got a 17-year-old there, the parents might go, come on, go down and watch the have play." They have the connection. Because my kids, my kids are Draw the Player and then they might continue
1: on then. Because that's it. I mean, I wanted to ask you about, you mean you spent the bulk of your career in Scotland and um, you know Scottish football is often talked about in the League of Ireland context. There's always comparisons drawn. Um, and I mean, Scottish football hasn't been perfect. They've obviously mm. lost the TV deal that time and... Like so, Gretna, there's been there's been problems yeah. there, but generally the support in Scottish football, relative to population, it's, is incredible. It's, it's the best support in Europe. Yeah, and it's, but um, so how is that, how does that work on the ground as such? Because you've been at clubs, maybe you know, Kilmarnock, and not necessarily the the loves but you're at but Motherwell, like they, they, yeah. how do they make it work in terms of that connection? Is it just something that's embedded, or that's it's something that they've worked on?
3: I think I think it's they have to they have to work at it because Motherwell is ten minutes away from Rangers and Celtic. Yeah. So if you're growing up in Motherwell, right, and you're a kid and you see Celtic in the Champions League and winning trophies every year and Rangers the same, you're obviously naturally enough as a kid going to go, i support that team that's 10 minutes away. Yeah. So it's the, it's, it is it's the club then trying to get into the community and get the kids at, at a young, young age. Maybe, listen, I know to do it at the minute where they bring underage teams onto the pitch at half-time to play games. A lot of clubs do it. You see it all the time. like, And that's probably one way of getting them involved and they play on the pitch and whatnot and keep them happy that way. But Kilmarnock's the same, like it's... The majority of, of, of kids when I when I lived in Kilmarnock were walking around in Ranger's jerseys because it's it's only up the, up the road like yeah. twenty, fifteen, twenty minutes away. So you're sitting around Kilmarnock of a stadium of seventeen and a half thousand and they are getting gates of two and a half thousand, three thousand. Yeah. And I when I first went over there then like I was playing with some of the local lads and um like Gary Hay was there all his life. He said when he was a young lad breaking through Kilmarnock used to regularly get twelve, thirteen thousand fans. Right. But now that like they're constantly trying to fight against the old firm and whatever else that the fan base just dwindled away. But it's still,
1: but it's still functioning as, yeah. a, as a league. I mean, the, the kind of thing you experienced the Bray last year ain't going to be happening in Scottish football, no. really. I would think not, uh, not at the
3: SPL level. No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, listen, as, as I some, I, I'm, ne- I'm nearly sure, yeah, it is. But that, that's the other thing as well, though, that you touch on with media wise. If you pick up any paper in Scotland, the yeah. back eight pages is all the SPL. Yeah. And even if it's Rooney's done something or a huge story in England it's a tiny little article on the on the side column. Yeah. So everything is, every team will have at least, well now listen, when Celtic and Rangers are playing, the back 10 pages are Celtic yeah. and Rangers and the front 10 probably as well. And then every team though gets a, a, a page or more or less in every national newspaper. So when kids are picking it up, they look and they see in the newspaper what they're reading every day, it's their clubs as well.
0: What was your Scottish experience like in general?
3: I, I really enjoyed it, it was brilliant. Like um, I went over to Millwall as a kid and naively I thought that Millwall was like every football club it was absolutely mental Like <laughs> <laughs> it was mental was, uh, Richie Sadler was there obviously when, when I was there um, and he was brilliant Like again there was about 12, 12, 13, 14 Irish kids all between the ages of maybe 17 and Sad's. I think was 22 or 23 at the time and like, it was just right you're finished training i us see you tomorrow morning at half nine and you're sitting there going it's one o'clock in the day what the hell do I do yeah and they go I don't care just be here for a half nine in the morning and we're there going, ah, fair enough. We're all living in digs on the same street or whatever. Four or five of us in the same house. Mm. So you just turn around and go, right, listen. Snooker hall or whatever, like. Yeah. Whatever. I, walk would,
1: would I won't know. get or whatever. i <laughs> <laughs> trying to leave. He's <laughs> nodding over there as well. But that yeah. is the experience of
3: the, the young lad away, basically, yeah. isn't it? You, you and then, like, as, as again, like, there's, there's the, I've done articles before where the perception of hardworking professional player, like, y- you work hard. And if you do that when you're 14, your mate's going, look at you being busy, will you? Yeah. And everyone torches you and slags you, and you're there going, See, then you get to 2021 20, and you go, He's not being busy, he's actually a, a proper professional. Like, yeah. And I probably looking back now, I'd say, Listen, if I go back and do it again, I'd be 10 times more professional than I was because
1: you ended up in the non league in, in yeah. non league football then.
3: Yeah, I left. We played Hornchurch, a team called Hornchurch, um, in pre season with, with Millwall. And listen, they were paying massive money, paying guys two and a half grand a week cash. Non-league. Non-league. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Darren Caskey played for Spurs in the yeah. Premier oh, yeah, League. Yeah. He was down there on something like two and a half grand cash a week. And it was one of them ones where someone was just pumping money in. I don't know why. Yeah. And they rang actually Millwall to see, was I available? And I would got released two days beforehand. so I went and played for them for a couple of games. And then the manager rings, goes, all right, mate. And I go, how's it going? He goes, yeah, it's, it's finished. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, uh, chairman pulled the money. And I went, what do I do now? Like, mm. And it was either come home, but then Fisher Athletic, who I signed for, um, they gave me a flat and decent enough money cash in hand as well so me and the missus moved over then as well so um, that's how I just stayed there and I ended up playing I played about 100 games in non-league right. which again made me grow up massively because yeah. you're playing against lads that were dropping down the levels who were professionals and said instead of going full time on 500 quid a week I go and get 500 cash so they're getting the same amount of money but they're still decent players Like yeah. so I grew up like it that was massive for my own development and then lucky enough I got to get to Scotland and Rest is history. In some yeah. ways,
1: you played at a good level up there, yeah, decent enough.
0: Yeah. And we were talking beforehand. Just list your injuries there. Um, Johnny Dunleavy hasn't had it easy, but you didn't either. Yeah, we'll, l- we'll have a competition
2: here. I know. Yeah.
3: Um, syndesmosis in my left leg, which means you separate your shin bones. Have you done that, Johnny?
2: No. Um,
3: Next, two screws had to get into that into my leg, and funny enough, that just shows like even that Kalmarniko was. I went to the hospital and X-rayed me and everything. They thought it was broken. They seen there wasn't a break, and they let me just walk out. My leg was black and blue from nearly my knee to my toes. Um, And then when the uh, the physio seen seen my leg on the Monday morning, that was on Saturday, in a game, got straight to the hospital and physio seen my leg on the Monday and said, that's a disgrace, where's your crutches? And I said, he never gave me any. That's like 10 years ago-ish? Yeah, set me straight for an MRI scan. And they just had like all the enterosis membrane in between the tib and fib got all um, split from the ankle right up to the knee. The gap should have been about five millimeters. It was nine and a half millimeters or so. Between me uh, tib and fib, so like the bones separated out the way. And um, I ruptured two the ligaments in my ankle at that time as well. So ev- even at that level, like they can, yeah, no, you, they can you, miss the two as well. You win. have you ruptured any you ligaments win. in your
0: ankle? Oh, you have a lot more than that. Oh, yeah. no, yeah. I ruptured both of them. Yeah, okay. S- sorry, li- just let Tim continue here. <laughs> sorry, John. This list goes yeah. on, John. <laughs> I know it does. <laughs> Yours is short, short and concise. Oh, he's a bad
5: one, in
3: fairness, now <laughs> Yeah, you he just know. goes in for the you're hardcore <laughs> long term.
0: You were like a jockey, though, the list you had earlier. I know, I
3: a weird injury, like ruptured me tricep took the tricep off the bone
4: how'd you do that
3: um playing against rangers and it's probably the first time ever chris boyd's tackled anyone <laughs> he never tra- chases back i was playing left back and i've gone to clear it down the line and he slid in i've seen him I've sort of, crouched and turned out and he's took me standing leg so sort i've of, put my hand back to stop myself falling and as i fell the elbow popped out right and when side. i did it then the tricep obviously got damaged and they tried to rebuild it and doing similar runs to yourself the other day uh, it was I was wearing trainers and it started raining. Tried to turn, slip, put my hand down and just took it clean off the bone. So that that resulted in six months out with a wow. ruptured tricep. Um snapped my Achilles, which I missed maybe ten months with. Osteitis pubis I had for about eighteen months. Um cartilage cleaned up my knee a couple of times as well. Just stuff like that. And the other elbow as well. I had an operation on that just to clear dead little debris in it. But John, things haven't been it. too bad for you
0: really. <laughs> I, I feel great. Yeah. <laughs> I've never yeah. felt healthier. John Caulfield is gonna give you a contract extension yeah. listening <laughs> to this. <laughs> That's it, yeah. But um yeah, so the you, you've 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 been through the Scottish kind of uh, clubs or whatever, but now you're at uh, Drada United as a manager, so this is going to be a very interesting part of your career because, uh, you know, it's a a fascinating first division. We'll talk about the first division now. You know, as Ali Horgan said, any team nearly could finish, could win it or finish last. You know, I don't think that's quite going to happen. But six or seven teams, four teams in the playoff are, are getting promoted. You know, there's a real sense of, you know, We've a good chance of all being banged there come the end. anyway. There's,
3: there's no Limerick this year. There's no Waterford. For the last two years, I think everybody in the country knew who's going to win the First Division. Um, no matter, at any stage of the season, nobody thought that Waterford weren't going to win the league last year. And it was similar with Limerick the year before. Um, I don't think there's a standout team this year who you can say right now, yes, they're going to win now. It, I still do think Galway are probably the ones to, to look at because they're full-time. Um, listen, there's no one else in the First Division, I think, that's made a signing, as Mark, has bring in. Ryan Connolly from Rovers back over, he's a fantastic footballer. Danny so. Furlong as well. Furlong as well, come up, scored a lot of goals at Wexford um, when they got promoted with got Shane a couple Whapen- of years back. He
0: got about thirty goals actually. Yeah, yeah, he
3: scored a lot of goals. So um, listen, they've made some good signings as well. Uh, so you probably look at them, and as I said previously as well ago, if anyone finishes above Finn Harps, I think they'll be very near the top of the league as well.
0: Yeah, John, your your local club Finn Harps, if they've done an interesting thing here, not only have they John O'Flynn, but they've the O'Connor brothers. Uh, that which is a hell of a strike for force wouldn't be able to play in the Premier Division.
4: No,
2: not at all. Um, you know, very, very high-profile signings, and um, Ollie tends to sort of pull a rabbit out of the hat every now and again with signings like that. And obviously the two boys and, and Timlin and as well, and Timlin, yeah. Timlin, Timlin yeah. coming yeah, that back was as a well a mad great one, like, yeah. and even getting even McCourt signing back. Paddy McCourt.
3: Know, Paddy McCourt is genuinely. I've said this before as well. People think I'm mad, but if you actually look at Paddy McCourt when he was in top form, he's. I'd pay to watch him before I'd watch any other player in the world. Well, that I, I includes Messi And anyone else It's just the way He doesn't do a trick He doesn't do huh. a trick But he just glides past people You probably played against him In Scotland mm. didn't Yeah you? Would have yeah. played against him A few times in Scotland He came in to train With Hibbs when I was there as well um, And it's a weird one like You can look at it As he got older He went from an out and out Winger just taking players on To he now sits in the middle Of the pitch And just splits the fences Open with passes like which shows how, uh, how good of a footballer he is. Mm.
2: Well, I was up there last year. I must have been um, I had a couple of days off or whatever with me, or during the middle of the rehab. And the, it was the game that they played um, against Sligo in okay. Finn Park. <laughs>
3: Went for past we six or seven. Of them.
2: And he just about five minutes before that, someone turned around to me and they sort of said, oh, "You know, McCourt's tired. You know, his legs are gone. Take him off." <laughs> The next thing he picks up this ball and genuinely, it, that well, was passed six or seven players. It though. was the best goal that I had ever seen. <laughs> yeah. That I at a game that I had been at. I mean, I, like I was stood there completely speechless. The pitch was terrible. It was a wet night. It was just there was you know the game was nip and tuck. There wasn't much happening, and the next thing he's just gone. He's just gone on a messy run and think the keeper. Yeah. I like, talked to a few of the boys up there that I would know as well and they just said like it's in days of training that they'd be doing shooting drills and things and you know some of the boys would be having competitions with each other but none of them will have a competition with him because he'd be putting yeah. one in the top left, one in the top right and one he'd ship the keeper and that'll be him done
3: Sure, even going back when he was at Rovers he had three goals in the... From the one game, I think it was in the player the, or the Golden Month. Yeah, and he was at Shamrock Rovers. I think it there might was be against, against Derry, or I something. Think, was I that. think it was
1: a game against Bray, and d- they might even have lost that game. Or I don't know. Was
0: it three goals? I yeah. think it was nearly three goals,
3: and he was in the play uh, the goal of the Golden Month. Yeah. All three goals in the same game. How right?
0: will the O'Connors get on, Dan? Do you think?
3: <sighs> it's hard to know. I mean, you know,
1: Michael's had a sort of an interesting winter, and that it looked like he was going to leave. He's actually had an interesting couple of years where he went from Dundalk and. Uh, I don't think they were too unhappy to see him go at that point for whatever reason. There'd been a bit of a fallout there. He'd gone to Shamrock Rovers. Looked like he was going to be their number nine. Seems to have fallen out of favor there. Looked like he was going to move to England over the winter. That didn't go through. He's had a lot of near misses. Um, he's looking very fit. Yeah, well, that's the key. I mean, they've got he's got unbelievable ability, but I think there's been questions
3: about, I suppose, the application really. And well, he's looking he's, lo- he's looking in unbelievable shape. He's, yeah, I went up to watch. Uh, than play SLEGO on the Astro up at uh, the showgrounds and it's the slimmest I've ever seen him look. He's yeah. looking very, very fit so
1: Well that's interesting because I think this is a big year for him. Yeah, it's a huge year for him because he's at this stage where if this doesn't work out for where does him, he where, go? Where he does shit. he go? Bust, really, he, 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 yeah, and he like, knows and I know there was interest from Rodham and I did a piece to Richie Towel recently and I was actually just speaking to Richie about him and he, you know, he was saying, Yeah, you know, it might have worked out for him if he if he could just get away or get into that mindset. Mm-hmm. And so he's going to go up to Donegal. I'm guessing he's going to be based up there. You know, how does he respond to that?
3: Because he could become a star there, or he can he well, can sink. And you look, that's the question. You look at the boatways. If he's in the environment of Dundalk and Shamrock Rovers, and something's not clicked. Yeah, what's he gonna be like? When he goes into part-time mentality. This the is the first question division. in the first division. So and
0: you only went up to see them because Ollie's been watching all your games, I believe. Yeah,
3: yeah. practically every game. because it, it was my wife's birthday as well, so she loved that day. So she go to watch <laughs> Finn Harps against Sligo <laughs> on the Astroturf. It's a real romance. Yeah. romance. Oh, romance.
0: playing you're playing them in in the probably the game of week one, I would argue. and yeah. um, But Ollie's done his homework on
4: you.
3: Oh yeah, every, every preseason game, I turn around, Ollie's looking at me. So. <laughs> was he wearing <laughs> you know, shoes and socks? I, I, I couldn't tell. I couldn't <laughs> tell. But. Uh, <laughs> No, listen. He puts the work in. Like as I was saying earlier, he was on another, another on a Tuesday night against Bowes, against Longford in the AUL grounds, raining, rain belting down and all. And I think Ollie is a teacher, so he's in, in for school at half eight in the morning, whatever it is. And there he was at the game watching watching Longford doing the notes. So he puts the work in. Like
0: let's okay, let's talk about the you. You start off with the blank canvas really because you've no player signed. And uh, as a manager, I've often wondered. It's kind of like putting together like two two lovers who've fallen out you tell one to go to such a restaurant you tell the other to go to such a restaurant do you say to the player well I've already signed like two or three players have already given me their word that they've signed even though they haven't right do you say this to them all kind of individually <laughs> sorry
4: <laughs>
3: you, I, what, 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 <laughs> I, what are you talking about I wasn't, I wasn't that clever now yes. So what, what,
0: what I'm trying to explain is what do you because do Because you, you were in a restaurant because last night because you've nobody, you nobody signed right, how, right. Do you, how do you say well I've nobody signed but will you yeah. sign anyway I have no idea how good the next player is going to be whether yeah. anyone will sign so do you kind of say well these boys are going to sign as well so you know I already have like the, 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 the I suppose the the core, the, the, the core or yeah, the, the bones of a team yeah. there so yeah. how did it work when you would nothing um, signed nobody signed and you're an unproven manager
3: yeah well that, that's what it was like because I was an eye opener for myself as well um, i think i've said that as well I've, I've never drank so much coffee in my life i'm going to meet players in cafes all the time yeah and just having coffees i'm just sitting there looking at them and they must be <laughs> saying what's this fell had all together like, 20 years ago you would have uh,
1: met them in the pole, but say i mean yeah. it just goes to
3: show how things have professionalized piano, over time
0: a americano mm. man or a macchiato flat white
3: uh, basic, basic basic billy myself and a cappuccino yeah cappuccino Sound, sounds great but it's just a normal little, little drink so yeah but um how no. did the coffee meetings go well, that's what it was. You, you turn up and you got to say, "Listen, this is what I want to do." And as you're saying yourself, they're sitting there going, Well, "We've no one signed." Like, and I go, "Oh yeah, I've got a few more lined up and speaking to a few more today." And that's what it was like. Um, and thankfully, thankfully, everyone everyone bought in and we're fairly happy to to um, to sign. And listen, I think with the budget that we have, it it is it is a rebuilding rebuilding phase. And listen, we had a few decent enough results in pre season, so I think people might get carried away with that, but. Mm. Listen, it, it, it is going to be... Listen, we'll reassess it as we go along, but we're not set many times. Well, as
1: I, went, I watched you play the Malone Cup game against Dundalk, and um, you still have quite a few players from last season, yeah. ultimately. I mean, and you could see that that you know, in terms of the full-backs, and yeah. you have Jake and Sean Brennan and so on. Like the, does that help, ultimately? I know you started
3: off with a blank canvas, yeah. but actually
1: you, you have quite a few players there probably even from the promotion yeah. season who well, know I think, that I think
3: we re-signed about 11, 11 or 12 yeah. players That's from last goal, year. Yeah. And uh, in, farin- in fairness, like, listen... A lot of them are young as well. You have Sean Brennan in there with a bit of experience. Um, I think literally, if if Sean was physically in in, in full-time football, let's say, be one of the best players in the country. Really, he's some ability. Like his way to pass, being able to just his his ability on the ball, and then to open up defences as well. And listen, listen, he's not the most mobile, but that's where you have to get legs around him. Um, And it's a young enough team we have, so that's that's what we're looking at. Um,
0: But sorry, John, just uh, Mm. Kenny Shields was saying that he can't find a left back, and I was like Connor Kane. To me, you know, he looked one of the most promising left backs in in the country. And um, probably the best left back in the country is the boy Griffin. I think at the moment for for your boys, JD. But yeah, Kane, I thought Kane was a coup because yeah. I was sure he got a Premier Division club, and you, you managed to resign him.
3: Yeah, that was that was massive for us. In fairness, um, if you look at it as well, though, like you have the the ones that are standing out at the minute are the likes of Trevor Clark at, at Rovers. They're they're literally wingers now these days to play yeah. fullback, um, and that's where Connor Connor sort of in that mould where he's unbelievable going forward. He's got so much energy. Um, listen, he's a really really good footballer and I think this year if he plays stays, stays injury free and ha- has a good season I think he'd get away yeah, to yeah. be honest I think he'd bypass the Premier Division here and he could possibly go to the UK
0: because it's the first week Dan we'll have a very very brief first division uh, fixtures preview uh,
1: well, start we, 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 we should really we just have a, a season let's let's run go. Well, we'll
0: run through the fixtures anyway right. Cabo versus Wexford 7.45 one of the grounds I still haven't been to Stradbrook
1: Stradbrook yeah mm. I don't I, yeah I, I've I think I was at a rugby match there once many years ago I don't get been there for a mm. football game actually Cabo
0: would be in with the shout as well of well, definitely well, this pars- the thing,
1: I, I don't know like I'm not going to I mean I haven't seen these teams in pre-season so I'm not going to go off in a big spiel about them and pretend I know but what you can see is that I mean even Wexford have had a couple of a ha- handful of good pre-season results Cavan Tilly have like, st- still able like Stephen McGuinness and there's good players there's still there's just good players, yeah. they're still, they're just good players mm. at every club it seems UCD shells UCD 745 shells. Yeah well I mean I, I mean, UCD are always going to be strong shells then they've signed some ex- you know Stadio Sullivan and uh, experienced players
0: I was, was talking to Alan Reynolds at the Presidents Cup final he said the football UCD play he said yeah. it's just unbelievable. Unbelievably said like if,
3: if, if there is one time to get U C D it's this weekend though, yeah. because the Harding Cup's on. Yeah. And they whatever freshers they have will play in that on the Friday. Mm. So they'll play Thursday, they'll play Friday and play Saturday in the three games to get to the final. So if they have players that are first year, let's say Evan O'Zam or or whatnot, that's their first year into the scholarship, um, they'll be missing. So that's if, if there is a time to play U C D is probably around when the college season is still coming to an yeah. end, like
0: Galway versus Athlone um Galway United have signed uh, one of your former um colleagues as well Robbie Williams. He he must be a massive boost for Galway at the, at that level John.
2: Yeah, no doubt about it. Like um Robbie's actually on the B license with me at the moment uh, down in Cork as well. Um he'll, he'll make into a great coach too. Actually he's got a good way with people, a good way with the with the teams that he's coaching but um, what a left foot, and mm. you know, super defender. No, absolutely no doubt he'd be a huge addition for Galway this season.
1: I heard you did a pretty good of impression of him. Is that is that true, or is that
2: stop uh, Dan? Stop Dan! <laughs> don't Dan stop. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's enough for me to
0: that's say. That's enough. It's a good impression. <laughs> do, yeah. uh, and Drogs v Harps. Let's talk about this.
3: Listen, it's in the deep end. That's what mm. I said as well. It's it's. I think if anyone does finish above Finn Harps, would be very very close to the top of the league. Um, Ollie will play down every week he takes he's very clever he takes the pressure off his players, um, I think Gordon Strachan used to do quite a lot in, in, in Scotland as well where he come out and say something stupid and everyone would think about what Gordon Strachan said as opposed to the Celtic yeah. losing the game mm-hmm. and Ollie comes out and he does he always, he always says that they win a game four and he says they could have lost five four <laughs> and he, he always says it as well like and he says even if they are like last season a couple of times they got a few great results and he were up the league and he goes, ah, we're in a false position yeah and it is it's just taking all the pressure off his players so you've
0: made Jake Hyland your captain yeah. What was his thought there? Just
3: listen, Jake's um, full of energy. He leads on the pitch, like with his work rate and whatnot. And um, I just felt like that. Listen, you, people always say about captains, well, they want him to be vocal and all as well. Like, but you can you can be a captain and lead in regards to how you play the game. And Jake's attitude and training and on the pitches is, is remarkable.
0: Another so. big fan of Sam Crow, Jake Hyland. Is that right? Yeah, big fan of Sam Crow, yeah. Well,
2: we're, we're, we're all big fans of him for the all, next month yeah, anyway. All
0: big fans of Sam Crow. And uh, yeah, Longford against Cove. You and forget the
2: Cove
1: have been mm, you know, the, so the, the, the top-performing yeah. team in the years that you've Lovely mentioned. Lovely tweet
0: from uh, Henderson during the week of his son playing for the
4: under-15s.
0: Oh yeah, mm, no, I, d- I did Cove, see that. Yeah, yeah, um, and not a goalkeeper. Amazingly, a, goalkeeper, amazingly
1: keeper, yeah. a player no. in the family that's not a goalkeeper. Dan,
0: who's going to win the first
1: division? Uh, I think it's... Uh, it's unbelievably tight, and I, I think it's good that the playoff angle means that I don't think a team's going to run away with it anyway. Um, I, I sort of lean to, I, I mean, t- Tim sort of mentioned Galway and I think the fact that Galway effectively are full time, they're training every day, you've got to think that's going to benefit them when it comes to, okay, the season, they're playing one less round of fixtures. Um, but just in terms of sort of, you know, rest and recovery a bit and, but I, I'd, I'd be sort of completely bluffing, I think, if I was definitive. I think anybody would be in terms of the market. Like, you can see it's it's wide open. I mean, I was impressed with Roda when I saw them in pre-season. I think Longford are going to be very strong. But then you, you just wonder, like, you see Shells as well and, and they've sort of made some notable mm. I, I I If you were to sort of say, right, go for your life, one prediction, I probably would go for Galway, but it's not something with any, any I'd say, with any conviction. John Dunleavy,
0: first division winners this year.
2: Um... Uh, look i suppose naturally i'm gonna you know root for finn harps but i i I, even being totally objective about it i do i do think they have a right chance in the first division um i think ollie signed extremely well and um they have a very strong squad up there not just not just a starting 11 i would say a very strong squad and and plenty of you know plenty of opportunity for rotation and stuff so um for me it would be uh, again tentatively Harps. I
0: think I think Harps are actually eight to one to win the league each way at three places, which uh, on talent wise looks a bit of a no brainer. I think Galway are the most likely winners, um, but it, they've had a terrible off season, so it'll be interesting how they start. They start off against Ed Lone, which I mean that loan looked to be a, a complete shambles. I suppose as well. the thing we'll is, is, go, mi- I mean,
1: is your budget gone now? I just wonder, like mid season, who could strengthen if they were close? Because that's the thing. You think Galway, mm-hmm. if they were close, might the be able to, it, and yeah. even even Longford might even have the facility. To do that, you know, but this that could be the little
3: these, these could be the margins as well, yeah. you know. Well, that's, that's as well, it's the first time I've ever worked with a budget like so. Yeah. It's it is, it is an eye opener, and I know you're you trying to fight over 25 euro here and there a
2: week or whatever. Or was fif- that, a, was that a big change sitting on one side of the table to the other, you know, when you're negotiating with players?
3: Well, it is because you're thinking in your head, like long term, if I'm signing, let's say player number 10 and 11 in the squad, and they're going, I still need to get another seven in. So even if you nick 50 euro a week off someone two players, I that go, that's, that's another player coming in the door then. And as you said yourself there, Dan, it might leave a little bit of wiggle room then in the mid, mid-season mid yeah. that if, if, just say you're lacking maybe a bit of goals or whatever, any part of the pitch, you're lacking something, if you have a little bit left over, you can go to the club and go, listen, I've come under budget here Add a little bit to it, and we get maybe one or two in. We need
0: yeah. we need more f- more coverage of the first division, though, definitely, because there are good players down there. If you were to highlight three leaving every week for five mm. minutes at the end of Soccer Republic, you'd find some really good goals here. Yeah, it's I the problem
1: c- sometimes with that, I would think, well, and it's not. Just as much just of an issue. With, it's, it's with grounds and facilities and stuff yeah, like that. Uh, do, you, do you do you want to show that to the world? Now I do think, uh, and I don't know, is there any? But to look
0: but at grounds and facilities. Uh, you look at you have like Terry Lampark is down. No, there I know, I know. I take the talk, point. F- no, I
1: take the point. But you, you're also if you, you can't just pick and choose, you're going to have to show them all. You know, and would you be against uh, that? I, I'd have mixed views about. It, I have to say, you nobody know, in I'd, that loan. I, 50 I'd, people. I'd have real mixed views about. You know, Stradbroke. Doesn't look fantastic. I would watch Kieran Murphy. So, you know? No, I I just have mixed views about it. But I do wonder to test the waters. I think Limerick did it a couple of years back. I think they streamed their games on Facebook. Mm. The first division teams aren't subject to any rights deal, as far as, as far as I know. I think that's just Premier Division. Um, maybe maybe clubs can be proactive and throw it out there and see what kind of audience they can get if they do things that I way. They, be, if if, if they're going to start
3: th- streaming games that they want them through the through the gates, you let them see the game for free. But then. this is the problem. That's the other thing where yeah. if it's thirty people coming in the gate, it's Three hundred quid yeah it's a very so valid that, that, point. That could cover Are two or three enough, players. you doing
0: to promote Drahada down there? Um, you know, I, you're not training all that locally. Yeah. You know, and if there's any sort of a suggestion of like the teams in Russia who like play in wherever, oh, yeah, and, Ankara, and live, it is, live yeah. a thousand miles away, that can't. If, if if locals get that in their head, it's very hard to kind yeah. of change that.
3: It's difficult because you're only, you're only seeing the locals every second week. Then mm. um, I think you do have to, as we said earlier, the court going in to see school visits and whatnot
0: yeah briefly you, you're trying to get a link as well with the uh, education yeah. uh, place across the road there's a
3: yeah Diffie is there's talk of a link there um, to draw the to Institute of Further Education and they've got facilities there that we could possibly use for training and um, listen it would work both ways they've got students then who are in media courses and sports therapist courses and whatnot they're, they're in they, media they, courses I think there's there's That's like a- T- tell them to do something else anyway. <laughs> 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 but e- even at that like they can come in and maybe do um, take over the social media aspects mm, of the yeah. club run it properly
0: a- and there's also the aspect of players who are not all that well yeah. educated can then do the other yeah
3: well I, I know I with know Diffie you don't need to leave and start to get in on the course and it's like an introductory course I think if you do a year there you can then go on to the second year in DKIT in Dundalk so it's not like that you do a year and then you go back to square one again so I think it, it is an avenue that players are coming back from the UK maybe um, instead of going and f- filling s- benches and maybe even sitting in the stands for Premier Division clubs, we can offer them first-team football and an education, which the parents will probably buy into a lot but more as well. We,
0: we had the stats from Steve McGuinness last week that one-fifth of the PFAI members, I think, only went as far as their junior search, which yeah. is the same as you, John, uh, didn't go beyond that because you just played football. That's it, yeah. So there's a, there's a huge actual minority of players there who are not particularly well-educated.
2: Yes, they even actually... Um, you did
0: well in your during a certain month. Yeah, I did all right, yeah. I suppose. 11 A1s. Yeah. Doesn't like
2: to talk about it. No, no. I don't really, don't like to brag. No. Um, but but there no, there is a, there, there is, like um, the PFAI come in and, and meet with all the clubs um, through the course of the year and they met with us a few weeks ago and that was actually a stat that that Stephen brought up. And it's certainly something that that needs to be looked at. Um, and I know they're doing a lot of work in terms of there's a there's a degree opportunity. I think with a Griffith College, they do it. They're yeah, they, well, they've Griffith, College, Griffith College, College, and there's another one, in with a university in Denmark or something, yeah, which is a degree sports, in sports management. management I think, yeah. Yeah. like Aaron Barry, who's with us at the moment, is doing that. Dave um, O'Connor
3: actually finished that course. We did, and I mean that yeah.
2: like that's a it's a it's a full degree. I think it's a four year course, and you know it's very heavily subsidised. Yeah. So it's a, it's a huge opportunity for players if that's if that's the avenue they want to pursue. But certainly. Um, you're not going to you know you're not going to live for the rest of your life from League of Ireland Absolutely. wages. so it's, it's something no. that you have to have you a have look at towards, yeah.
0: um, Dan prediction time for now for the Premier Division oh yeah. we, we were a shambles we got, last we got last week. one out of
2: five last week
0: shambles well you're, we we don't don't
2: what's what was Dan telling me your lock of the, the week the lock of was, the week was what was
0: uh, that I don't know if Sligo had a single chance against Limerick um, but what,
2: did he, what happened then what, what do you mean by your lock of the week that was your the lock of the that week. That
0: was the nap, was it? The, it's the American slang that for, was the nap. Nap. for the lock okay, of the week. Okay. Um, I, he
1: was pretty stressed following the updates at the time.
2: Was I he? To, I have
1: to say a bit right. a bit stressed.
0: So. I I, I went. I got my Sligo losses back on Carl Groves. Um. C- Carl Groves? Carl <laughs> I don't even know what his name Car- <laughs> She
1: Carl Rove, the George Bush's <laughs> old old. The G's room uh, yeah. was <laughs> fighting
0: yeah. U- Eubank anyway. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> That's it was, it was an informed it was an informed. When <laughs> yeah. <documentary. But>, <laughs> I woke up, I
0: woke up Sunday morning, dying of a hangover in uh, Manchester, and uh, I was like, oh. Jesus, and bloody Sligo losses. And then about 15 minutes later, maybe even longer, I remembered, oh, yeah, I got it back in the box and happy <laughs> yeah, days. like right, the dream. So, but,
1: so I don't even think we should do predictions. Obviously. No, no, let, let's, let's out do five. predictions. Jared no, we'll Bryan predictions. outperformed us. And yeah. the steak dinner deal that we're trying to do here yeah, is... We're locked at one out of You five. went for a steak dinner last night, the two of you Yeah, guys, in, in, you know, the, in,
0: the, in the aforementioned Ranla restaurant of last week, Butcher Grill.
1: It's two mentions for the Top Butcher notch Grill. though, John
3: get yeah, a free, sure free steak sure. next Absolutely. week they are Absolutely. gone for two Tim, you're invited you as well
0: Tim, Tim good, steak. Do, you good enjoy, steak do you enjoy the old
3: uh, ribeye? I don't mind it yeah. yeah i enjoyed the food myself over the years so <laughs> yeah. which was a problem you want to
0: look after yourself no you're not
3: that's you what know. I was saying I said I had a free gym membership at every club I had for the last 16 years and I never used the gym I had to join in one last week and it's cost me 40 quid a month <laughs>
0: 40 nipper a month yeah. not bad
3: not bad I'm, it's only Monday, Monday to Friday off peak so <laughs> I'm limited to where that you go right
0: okay Bray versus Pats your we're former club Tim prediction time I think Friday night 7.45 I think 45. Pats
3: um, will be looking to get back into I, I fancy Bray I think they'll get a bit of confidence there going with after the Dundalk result and if they can get a bit of momentum um, I think I think it could be could be a... Home win. Home win. Dan. I'm going to go for draw. We're going to do express predictions here. Yeah, this week. Uh, I'm, I, go for I, draw. I'm with the way
0: win. I thought patch played very well last week. John? Draw. Uh, Sligo over. This is a really interesting bunch of fixtures Jerry. in general. Well, North- the one West thing I was going to say about Sligo Derry, I just,
1: I'm not to put Tim on the spot, but I mean, you, you think Bray might be okay. But I'm thinking if Bray might be okay... Who's going to go down this year? Like, Who do you worry at about? At least there's only
0: one club directly going down. Well, yeah,
1: but who do you worry I about? Mean, do we worry about Sligo now after last week? Or who is the team?
3: I think, oh. I think Sligo could be in the same position as Pats in regards to some weeks when it clicks with them, they'd be brilliant. Hmm. They've got a, a lot of very good technical footballers. Um, you might be worried a little bit in regard to the physicality of it. Who um, do have in their side? Like, I you know, like Reese McCabe, there's a very good footballer as well. Like, But when the pitches are brutal at the minute, the way they are, um mm. is that going to be effective football? Trying to play out of the back and trying to pass it through the through the zones. Um mm. I think it's a massive, massive game from this weekend now. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I,
0: I was disappointed in Derry, Dan, because you know I questioned maybe yeah. some of their, their hunger that they went 1-0 up in Waterford and lost
1: the game. Yeah, Kenny Shields was uh, critical of Waterford's style of play and approach, but it, it, it made it sound like Waterford and the conditions almost had almost bullied him a bit. Or something. I think I heard,
3: I heard a stat there that the man of the match had 17 fouls, Kenny was saying. Right. 17 oh. fouls he made in the game himself, and yeah. he, he was the man of the match for Waterford. So you're going like, if persistent fouling's in, like how many is persistent fouling? Yeah. But
0: yeah. well, there was a, there was a bumper crowd in Sligo yeah. last. I hope they come back, and I think they will for the Derry game, Dan. Um, what a what a fascinating game! Like, like d-
1: just Derry, the problem is that with these first couple of games away from home, you can mm. just you know mm. you can, can make a bad start, and then their first home game might be Dundalk as well. So like th- there's no sort of parachute into into football. Here. I just have a, I just have a feeling that the Sligo, I, I still wonder where all the goals are going to come from, from Sligo, but maybe they might just get a bit of a response and. And and beat Derry here, but not one with real conviction. I don't,
0: I'll, go I, I'll go home I win. i go home win. I think Derry have problems up front as well. Um, you home you home win. Sorry, if you Tim. look as
3: well what Kenny Shields has to deal. with like the mm. likes of Cork just come in and every year Cork and Donegal come and take three or four players at of the, the, the best players time, off. Sean Cavanagh they, from Shamrock Sha- Rovers yeah. last week effectively yeah, taking a the player that he he was he training he's with them. You they've
0: a very good squad. Like I don't really buy into that too much. if you if you look
3: look like Aaron Barry's massive for them last year, McNamee massive player for them. And if you look at them to gone the year before them, Jarvis, Jarvis, yeah, but Jarvis. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: but they also left because of something. Like if something, yeah. if, if Derry Terry were if Terry were good enough, they probably would have said, "I know, I know that there is better money elsewhere and so on." But I still think he's a very talented squad, John. There, you know, Mac, Mac and if, um he's the Hales. You know, uh, Doherty. He's, he's lost eight
3: players to Dundalk or Cork in the last two seasons.
0: But Dundalk have lost a hell of a lot of players yeah. as well. Like to, you know, so the food chain. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't really buy into it altogether, John. They've this really talented team if they put it together. In fact, last week, Jeremy Ryan said they were the best footballing team that they played last season
2: yeah, I'd say that's probably. I'd say that's probably right. I watched them a couple of times last year. Um, obviously, in my normal position in the stand. And, uh, Great Valentine's Great th- message, by the way. Did you enjoy it. that? Uh, the Twitter message. Yeah, what, was the the the, what was that ah. message for people? Now, didn't John? Uh, picture of myself and my two best supporters from the last year. My crutches. My true love or something. Yeah, the crutches. True.
1: Yeah. And a, and
0: a, and a, an no mention of his
1: love life in this week's show. I've noticed No.
2: That. No. Yeah. Thankfully, and next prediction is. Um, <laughs> John, uh, we're talking about Derry there. Before yeah. No. Watch them. Watch them a few times last year and. Very, very good to watch and yeah. they play a lovely brand of football. Um, but certainly, like, it's, it's similar to when it's similar to when Shawnee and, and Kev, let's say, left us. It's very hard to replace two very crucial players in your team and they're, they're going to find that this year with Aaron Barry and Barry McNamee. Yeah. Um, How, what have like, you made of
0: Barry so far?
2: Aaron, he's, he's a like very, very tough, hard defender and a very good defender and to be honest, he's the strongest player in the whole squad. I've, he is a, an animal in the gym. He is a beast. Um, but I think he just was involved in the block even for Barry Murphy's slip he, oh, he was in the middle of it could, uh, I wouldn't doubt it at all yeah. but he's, um, he's been brilliant since he came in and brilliant around the place and actually the two boys are, are best friends they're living together as well and, um, and since Barry McNamee's come in to be honest I probably I knew he was a good player he's a good player Yeah, I didn't realise how good he was
0: Strong words, John
2: He's, he's a very Scored very, in his last two games yeah. he's Same a goal good as well, Dan
0: coming f- Ghosting in from midfield To the back post And yeah. obviously
2: fantastic To have another Donegal man down in Cork mm. You know what I mean? Suits me down from to the Ramel ground to I
1: don't know the, Have you lost your edge, then? You know, mm. your sort of Unique Donegal My
2: niche? Yeah, it's like the, He's the Donegal guy Ned is just
1: another one you're just, know what just. is you're, you're that they're, guy who has been hanging around <laughs> For a couple <laughs> of years We need a
4: prediction
2: though here That's I go haven't talked about Cork I'll have I'll have a way
0: one Away win. I'm going to go for a home win. Uh,
3: I'll say a draw. I think both teams will be happy to get a, mm. get points on the board. I could, I think. It could easily be a nil all or something. Yeah. That game either you know.
0: Dan, another whopper of a game in C- Turners Cork Cross. Carl Waterford's
1: going to be great. I, I just have. I wonder Waterford a bit of momentum from last week.
0: Bastianelli. What a performance really? in, in, in the Bastionnerie <laughs> Where's he from? The French. He's French. <laughs> oh, he's French, he? is he? Yeah. No, I just didn't know what you were doing. <laughs> uh, well, I didn't think it was that bad. <laughs> but um, in waterlogged conditions, he seemed to run the game. Judging by the highlights, yeah, yeah. it was
1: a great team goal for the winner. Unbelievable. As well. The boy,
0: um, what's his? Uh, is it. Trying to do his? No, I, do, I think he's like African French or something I'm not really sure
1: <laughs> African French
0: Played for Portsmouth You had a sc-
1: taxi driver from Uganda brought you to a game last <gasps> week uh, Frank wasn't it
0: I meant, I meant to bring this up in the show um, he remembers Babas Livingston and he wants um, he goes could I get tickets for could I for could a I Pats get tickets
1: game? for Pats against Cork and um, did you get him tickets?
0: No, I said I'd get him tickets at some stage in the season. Like, So if there's somebody from Pat's listening in, um, I want Frank and his son tickets. Fred, Fred was his name. Fred? Yeah, well, <laughs> you said Whatever his Fred. name His name's not important, right? <laughs> I want him and his son to get tickets for some Pat's game because um, it was just a lovely story. He was a really nice Taxi guy. Taxi driver. Taxi driver. I remember Babas Livingston. Did you whistle the
1: Ugandan I know the anthem, anthem? but I didn't give him the national anthem. Do, do people we know you?
0: spoke about Idi Amin, Last King of Scotland, and Babas Livingston. And right. Tickets Up Hats game. How will this game go? <laughs> Who are we even talking about here? Uh, Cork Corkin- and go for a, I'm going to go for a draw. draw.
1: I'm going to go for a surprise draw. Just I don't know. I just have this feeling that Waterford, they have a good, solid base. You have Paul Keegan there, mm. Gavin Hullohan going back. They have Kenny well, Brown, they have uh, Ken, you, Webster. You mentioned that, have, right? I just wonder, could would be probably a huge crowd A-Kinadi. there? Akinadi's Akinadi can cause problems to that team. Their, yeah. Talk about Barry's strength. Like can
0: Well, in one of their um, movements for one of the goals or one of the bits of highlights you had, Brown, Aerie, um, Houlihan into Abora. Akinade. Comerford like, was involved as well. Some, some yeah. players there, yeah. like, you know. Uh, Akinade. what a. What Rennie's a t- done brilliant down there, in mm. fairness, like, because mm.
3: it isn't managing the expectations from last year. He's expected to go and win the league. He still has to go and do it, like. Yeah. But with the, this season in, in his mind as well, of who they're going to get in, and I think Akinadi's a huge signer. I think he's potentially the best team. striker in the yeah. league. I really like do. An, I think there's any centre-back in, in the country we're looking on who do you least want to play against? Mm. You go, Akinadi, he's, he's bigger than you, he's stronger than you, he's faster than you. He goes. So you're there going. I can't even bully him because he'll just go get out of my way, will you? Um if it's played in behind you, you're terrified because he'll just outstrip you for pace. Um if it's at in the air as well, like he's he's, he's massive, 6 you You're jumping to head the ball and he's there taking it on the chest. Like it's demoralising. So I think that if everything
2: clicks for him this season, he'd be huge. Like
0: and of course his his cousin is at one of your former clubs, John Barnett.
2: That's right. Mm. Yeah, Fodder. I actually saw during the week there. They're they're all ground underhill. Got demolished as mm. well. Mm. Um, which was a bit sad to see a few interesting interesting games there
0: Cork-Waterford
2: be a huge crowd it'll be sold out in Turner's on Friday night and obviously we're you know we can't wait to get back home again um, following on from last year so um, look hopefully we can carry on our performance levels that we've been showing probably in pre-season and pick up three points
0: away win home <laughs> win Joe. home win dan uh
1: what's your, i i've gone for a surprise draw i mean cork probably i want to go for a draw go, I'm
0: going to go for a home win but i, I think Tim? it's going to be a fast i'd game. say home win as well yeah Robbers um, and the dog now are you going to this game yeah yeah i, I think I'm, I'm going to the it's game it's going to be a,
1: this is going to be a of a game i mean the dockers still pressure sign- on both sides do are yeah. still signing players they were signing mm. players last week they're signing them this week um cork are way more settled um and I think that's the concern with Dundalk in this sort of in this thirty-six game season, but there's a lot of games. They've got that a lot of injuries they, as well, Dundalk, yeah, though. They just they, they're just in danger of of being left behind because of a slow start. So I mean this is, I think Rovers will respond. For all that they were we, we've criticized them last week. I mean, they weren't a bad side last year. They were good in the second half of the game. They were good in the season. first half of the game on Friday. And they're playing in front of the home crowd at Talla. If you don't get a response from them for this game, when are you When are you going to get it? What I'm,
0: the I'm crow, go, what'll the crow be like? 5,000? I, I, I hopefully.
1: It you'd hope it'd be in that ballpark. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll go for a draw. I'm going to go for a draw in this game. I mean, the dog love going to Tallet. You think it suits them, um, sometimes the bigger pitch. And they would have played Bray, who would have been hard to break down. All of a sudden, you think Rovers, if they come out and play, there's a bit more space for the doc to exploit with Duffy and Connolly or whoever plays. Stephen O'Donnell
0: potentially back. Mm,
1: they, and they miss him. I, I'm going to go for a draw, but... Um I think that's going to be a good game because the stakes are high for, for both of them.
0: Huge game, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go for an away win, but uh, really looking forward to it. Eight o'clock kickoff on Friday. J D.
2: Yeah, very hard one to call and as you say, a big game. Um I think a draw as well. Um have we got your
3: No, I think um I think Rovers have done really well against and in the head-to-head games they've played against they've, them they've, 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 basically they they've, they've, they've,
1: they've really stepped up the physicality yeah. against yeah. in those mm. games I know they've s- spilled over at times but they realised yeah. they needed to do it against Dundalk to really um, be combative
3: I think, I just I just don't think I can see Dundalk dropping points in the first two games of the season I Ooh, think on yeah. a way win
1: Who starts in nets
0: for Rovers do you think, Dan? Uh,
1: yeah, it, I just, the thing about that is you sign Chinchinski as your senior goalkeeper and then he's not picked for the first game of the season and is that sending out a message to him, or is it just that Horgan is the guy? And that, and it could it could just be that, but um, I, I'd, I'd imagine it's for Tomer it must have been an unusual one, because I assume when you stay on, you think mm. you're going to be the number one for it's the first game. It's tough for
0: Kevin as well if he's dropped um, for the one goal. And he was, he was criticised, but defensively they were Oh yeah, you can't just like. put it all on him. The second goal, I mean, the second goal the defending was so bad, just after they'd equalised. Um, yeah. So and he's a young keeper, um, you know, but... We shall see what a game that's going to be. And uh, I, again, there could be a decent crowd at this. Limerick won the first game. Bowes will bring, will be you know bringing a nice crowd to the away section down there. This is a 6.30 kickoff on Saturday. Um, Tim, we'll start with you on this.
3: Um, I'll go Bowes again. I think Langer's done an unbelievable job there. Uh, I guess we are to- touching on Akinada, Akinada leaves. Um, I know Swan came in and done his cruise ship, So, But th- then to go out in the first game of the season and beat your rivals 3-1. Remarkable. I think. I, well, I think what what longer's done there and the budget and with Trevor Crawley as well. It's been remarkable. Like.
0: I think. Yeah. I think Stokes look very promising. Yeah, the he nice on. touches when yeah. he. Came but, on. but I thought midfield. Now I thought Bows were well out of it for much of the game, and I think uh, that'll be interesting. Like Limerick don't have a bad midfield at all. Um,
1: but the Bows, didn't. The Dylan Watts wasn't even involved. Mm. Um, Turner wasn't playing. So they, they've they've a deep enough squad. Bows Yeah. Mm. Uh, you know, they, they, with a tight budget, but they still have they still have mm. options. Um, Um, I I fancy them to go and win this game as as well I have to say
0: Um, draw John away win Um, by Turner I meant Morris by the way there Um, someone Dan we might get on the show at some stage
1: yeah we can can probably discuss this off air but you know yeah Yeah. we'll we'll, we'll mention it here hopefully (laughs) we'll (laughs) we'll, we'll we'll throw it out to the the, the, the audience any guests you want on just let us know we'll we'll see what can be done including
0: the taxi driver Frank and his son you you just, it's Fred. Fred. <laughs> His name's not important, John. Do people
1: realise that you, when you get into taxis, you whistle the national anthem of whatever the nationality. It the depends. Driver is. No, I, I don't know. All you know countries. all the national anthems. Mm, give us an example. Can of one. you give us, uh, give us an obscure give one? Give us there. Uganda. Give us. Can you give us Uganda just to close us out? Can yeah. we get a bit of the Ugandan national anthem? Because I know you've got it.
0: I'll,
2: I'll just start it. Play us out on this.
0: But the funny thing is, when you when you do as little as that, you see the, the face light up of the taxi driver, or when they go, ah, I remember you from two years ago. You know, I swear to God, I've had tax drives in Dublin. It brings like, you the
1: shortest route there. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> the, the, was there a time I was in a taxi with you and there was like a guy from the Nigerian provinces and uh, you knew the regional the region Afra. Yeah
0: because Biafra is the famous uh, Sibelius Finlandia tune that everyone should know um, it, it was a, it it's going home on the hoves side back in the day it's Could actually quite famous. Oh okay okay but bit, um, finish
1: that with a bit
3: of Uganda then come
0: on Yeah no I am leaving it at that now, <laughs> to be honest, but, uh, <laughs> Tim Clancy right what what is as- your realistic aspiration this season
3: To still be in a job at the end of it for starters mm. um no listen I think we'd be competitive want to be competitive in every game and um listen if we if we get to the playoffs it'd be brilliant
0: Playoffs is a real godsend,
3: isn't yeah. it? it, it it's know? something to aim for. Like um, I think, listen, saying to go straight up. I think with the squads, the other other teams having that, i would be a bit too ambitious. But listen, we'll we'll try our best again to get into the playoffs and in the mix for the playoffs anyway something to play for going into the last six eight weeks of the season
0: because we could be having a bad season Dan but still all of a sudden we could finish fourth there
3: yeah it's a strange
1: because it it prolongs the season Mm -hmm. as well and I guess budget wise and stuff then you have a few extra weeks but a few Mm -hmm. extra crowds it's probably good for everyone so no I mean I know sometimes it can feel like we're tokenistic oh we better say more about the first division but I think it'll naturally create its own interest this year because as Tim mentioned the last couple of years like well, look, what's gone in the first division well they're now 16 points clear they're now 14 mm. points clear and there was there was no stories to really latch on to last year even when Cove were going well they were sort of you know, when, were when are they going to fall away of like off. yeah yeah so I, I, I hope you know I hope that we have a, a, a competitive year. Obviously, Athlone is the one team we didn't really mention, and naturally they need to avoid a repeat of. Uh, we didn't say much so about Longford either. The two. No, Longford have strengthened mm-hmm. and I mean we we'll, we'll, we'll try and talk about it more. You know, as the, as the season. We'd we'll lot to get progresses. through today. Um, we'll lot to get through. It's gone on. We've gone on again. People yeah. are probably wondering. It won't be
0: like this ever more. Um, I want to wish you the best, <laughs> Tim, because you know it's always good to see young managers. Last question: What's the latest on your ground situation?
3: Well, as far as I'm aware is I think the FAI went public with as well, John Delaney saying that the the ground will be sold and they're looking to um rehouse the club out in a brand new complex. I think it's about ten kilometres away, near the motorway. So listen, if that's the case, um it'll be done in three or four years. That's this is the transitional period that the club have to get put in structures. As we were talking about earlier in regards the education and if get that in place and then attract better young players and then a training facility, um I think it should be very uh, good for the club going forward uh,
0: Johnny Levy, great to have you and we didn't have that much out of you today you were quite enough in the corner there
2: well, no I thought well, we got we got a few stories we got the horse racing and we got different things like that well obviously we haven't covered our anti-post Cheltenham portfolios but we'll that's, that's we get uh, to that another time uh, how often L-o- would you speak
1: how often do the two Johnnies speak we
0: Beyond the WhatsApp affair. Yeah, yeah there'd be a fair bit of WhatsApp There's a, a lot, lot of, of racing yeah. There is yeah. It's, it's just
1: great this friendship Has come out of just mm. One humble podcast Bl- Blossomed you. you know yeah, But it's yeah. so it's, it's so mutually beneficial
0: yeah. You know It really is Is su- it? If it survives um, well, uh, If survive sure it's nav- it, no, it, no, you know. it survives
3: Navin last week I'll tell Stop. you Stop i remember a lot to break I remember it was a rugby Rugby
1: journalist Who wrote once wrote The immortal line The two Johnnies are better than one As he was Think it was to do with Johnny How is your love life John? How
0: is your love life John? Yeah. Oh yeah, quiet John, you know? Quiet. Yeah, yeah. Um but we, we really hope to see you back playing soon. Um, Thanks very much. Very much looking forward to it. And uh you know you've 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 a back forward that's uh, a very strong back forward, but it'll be all the stronger for your return. Oh, no
2: doubt, look it'll be tough to break back in and all that sort of stuff, but at the end of the day I just need to get myself fit first and foremost. So plenty more hard work and um hopefully it'll not be too long.
0: Twenty six, you still have a long road ahead, please God.
2: Yeah, longer yeah. than the horse anyway, hopefully. <laughs> Well, he's dead, John. He is John. He is uh, John. This show is
0: now coming to <laughs> death as well. Thanks very much, Dan uh, Tim Clancy, and uh, that was in association with Air Sports and uh, Independent.ie. And enjoy uh, season. <laughs> sorry, enjoy week one of the First Division and week two of the Premier Division. And I can't wait. And thanks for listening.